0: Jeffrey Dahmer soaked in blood. The Unabomber blowing up. Waco, Texas, and Heaven's Gates. Alien modified men from apes. Hitler faked his death and then escaped. Bigfoot and the Mothman. Son of Sam talking to dogs again. Witches, ghosts and goblins, mysterious noise and things, dark arts and the skull and bones. Most celebrities are probably cloned, so when you're feeling all alone, grab a beer and get stoned. I welcome you to the podcast, Strange Brew. We're here to entertain you. We're here to entertain you. It's
1: about to
0: get strange.
1: Welcome back to Strange Brew Podcast
2: going
1: on Hello. crack it How open crack it open that uh mm-hmm. that brew that kombucha brew
2: <laughs> man you are still on that kombucha kick
1: yeah i will uh i'll never stop drinking kombucha i'm on my sober month uh some of the episodes you hear in this month was was uh recorded prior to me actually attempting to do a whole month sober from alcohol uh which is hard for me to say um but yes i i am officially gonna do it so I'm um, gonna drink some kombucha. I got a little weed in case. Always got a little bit of fucking the chiva in case you need it. So I'm pretty sure chiva is weed, and then chiba is cocaine. I think.
2: No, I mean I always call it chiba, and <clears throat> everyone that I know is always called it chiba. And then there's that huh. chain of sub shops in Denver called Chiba Hut.
1: <laughs> it's so. actually called Chiba Hut.
2: Yeah. So when yeah, we're they got getting a bunch of weed themed subs like White Widow AK forty seven, Northern I swear Lights, someone like told
1: me I was maybe I was like fifteen. They're like Chiba is They're... cocaine, Chiva is weed. But
2: nah, I think I think they were they were wrong. As teenagers are often, you know, it's known to be. True.
1: I'm always wrong. <laughs> I'm still I still got the mind of a teenager.
2: Don't we all? So Don't we all?
1: we're gonna go into 2022. Um, you know, with a lot of crazy episodes. Like we're going into this year. Um, and we want to we want to be a year of murder and mayhem we're gonna start diving into um, bigger serial killer cases um, crazy true crime stories obviously amongst we're gonna be talking about paranormal stuff and aliens but this year specifically i wanna i wanna amp up our true crime and start talking more about specific serial killers and diving into big cases because i know you want to do that also
2: yeah, we definitely got a couple uh, really good ones coming down the line for everybody. Um, yeah, even some I, don't to, I don't want to mention them right now, but a couple of oh. some uh, you know some big names, uh, maybe even a couple lesser known, but still pretty pretty gruesome ones. Um, the one today though is is, is sad more <laughs> than anything. Just is it fucking sad? sad? Why do you think it it is, it's so sad? Because every it's sad because everyone
1: involved is a child, and they all die.
2: Not, much much not all of them. <clears throat> I'm saying even even the fucking killer in this case, you have to have a certain level of empathy towards because they're True. fucking they're a child when all this is going on, <laughs> and they're not exactly from a good place. You know, it's 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 shit like this that I have I have the hardest time with. that just really? has no real re- yeah, it has no real resolution, and it's just it's just sad.
1: You know what? Like uh, I thought it would be appropriate because me and Billy covered one of the youngest American serial killers, Jesse Pomeroy. And this seems like this little evil bitch of a cunt is probably, and even though she's a child, she is a murderer. So I think it's okay to call her a, a little bitch. Um, her upbringing was not the greatest. We'll get into that. But essentially, is that I thought it would be a good idea for me you and you get me and you to get into this. This is essentially, I would think, British Britain's British Britain's youngest serial killer. Uh,
2: she doesn't qualify as a serial killer no
1: but she did do some gruesome shit so she
2: killed two people in the span of so month so
1: what mary bell the 11 year old child murderer does that sound better we should
2: probably just get into her name yeah she's a child murderer she is she but she's not a serial killer by any stretch of the imagination
1: yeah but when you're that young and you've even committed those that many murders it seems like
2: it, I, I'm not saying that it's 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 good, and it's not horrific. It's absolutely horrific. I'm just saying, by you know, standard by the yeah. definition, she doesn't qualify as a serial killer. She's no, like you Nadine are right. Doesn't technically qualify as a serial killer.
1: No, and that's why when I was writing this out, I was like, and you know, before we started recording, I was like, what do we call this? Because I had it as Mary Bell, the 11 year old serial killer, but i when I was reading it, I was like, yeah, and I was what, like, doing all my research, technically she isn't Tyneside Strangler.
2: That's the other nickname that she What's, has. What is
1: her other na- name?
2: Tyneside Strangler, because where she was from is Tyneside or Tyne or wherever.
1: Imagine giving, man, that's that's the name you're given to eleven year old. Yep, very. I mean, I'm sure that's
2: <laughs> that's just that's British sensationalism yeah. and and journalist sensationalism going and you know adding that to it after the fact it's to true. sell more copies.
1: It's true. So but, Ma- Mary yeah. Bell. Uh, killed two young boys in 1968 when she was released from prison after serving 12 a 12 year sentence she was only 23 years old in other words mary bell was only 10 when she started committing her fucking murders this goddamn crazy bitch uh but her ex- goddamn cat again <laughs> but her experiences of violence didn't begin there Pain and death were always, uh, her companions from almost the moment of her birth, which is, it's very sad. Um, you know, Mary Bell was born by Betty, a 16 year old prostitute who reportedly told doctors to take that thing away from me. Can you a British accent see the best you can? I know you've got COVID, but.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm over COVID at this point, but my voice yeah. is still a little fucking, but um, yeah, give me a second. Take that fucking urchin away from me. You just rip it out. I don't want it no more. Get it gone. Get it gone. Take that parasite out, me cooch. <laughs> take it from out from inside, me fanny. Cut the cord
1: and throw it in the bin. She throw literally said that bin. when she saw her daughter was like, take that thing away. Fucking cold. I know. They, like, she is 16 years old at the time. So it's just I mean like, yeah,
2: again, everyone involved is not mentally <laughs> mature enough to really This is this
1: is a um you know, this is a fucked up one, that's for sure. Uh but I thought it was appropriate to get into before we started getting into a deeper, darker hole.
2: Um, As opposed to a happy murder, which is what, like when Hitler shot Ava Brown and then shot himself? That's that never, a happy murder.
1: That never happened though.
2: I know that never happened, but we I'm saying theoretically here. I don't know what,
1: what would be a happy murder uh, When Jeffrey Dahmer got killed But also I felt bad for him because he just let it happen
2: Dahmer's one of those dudes That like yeah. man if if He wouldn't have killed people you could have A lot of sympathy for him just because of how Fucked up of an individual he was it's But true. the moment that he started hurting other people Is you know especially for The them, moment the sympathy is gone
1: Especially for those little Puerto Ricans Juan has a soft spot for them
2: <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer had a soft spot for him That's too
1: true. Or a hard spot
2: yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. He wasn't a bottom, he, so he didn't have a soft spot for him. So, he, yeah, he just, oh,
1: yeah, it's gross. said, so, so, yeah, he just fucked those dead corpses and <laughs> pretty much. Uh, so things went down, down, dune. Things went downhill from there. Betty was often away from home on business business quotations trips to
2: glasgow uh, i mean there ain't no quotations about it she you know. she had to go to glasgow that's so that's where most of her johns were and that's where she made her money i mean Tynes doesn't so seem like it man. was from all accounts it seems like it was a pretty for it being a slum it was still a pretty close-knit community so i doubt very yeah. much that you can go turning tricks in that neighborhood and you know not have a bunch of people you know be like do you know your husband was visiting the town bicycle <laughs> the you town know. bicycle Asco, i mean no yeah. disparaging i mean no disparagement uh, towards sex workers destigmatize it and legalize it but you know
1: i know it's just it is uh it is a hard topic to talk about considering like she's doing this to make money she's obviously like her like her mother betty has no other options and yeah, yeah and according to all the research i've done the documentaries i was watching um tines is that what you're we're, we're calling it is it called tines yeah,
2: tine t y n e s
1: tines so like, yeah, they a lot of people were talking about back then you could leave your door unlocked. you could you could just you didn't you felt safe that you know, neighbors were watching out for each other. and essentially that's mm-hmm. how they felt is everyone was kind of watching out for each other. everyone was kind of um the neighborhood police, you know, mm-hmm. now we have so it was the, a slum yeah they. <laughs>
2: they were saying how like kids could just run around and it was never a don't talk to my kid it was a oh my kid was doing what yeah you know like the tales that we hear from our parents that are just like oh yeah you see your neighbor would beat your ass and then you'd get yourself home and then you'd get a beaten at home too
1: yeah and uh exactly and they kind of like yeah there's kind of like everybody watched out for each other neighborhood watch style um you know um environment and neighborhood uh, nowadays like, have you, did you ever, uh, have any parents like that? They're like, I'm part of the neighborhood watch. And they have a little sign in their window.
2: No, my parents are degenerates.
1: Yeah. Well, I had, uh, the one chick that babysat us, the weird one. Um, she, she had, she was a neighborhood watch, of course. You know, it's just like, it's just, it's just a strange thing. You just have it in your window. And it's just like, all right, if, if, if you see it, it was almost like a thing where if you're lost and you, you know, can't find your family or you're in danger, run to this house and they'll help you. But what if someone who was dangerous towards children put that sign in their window? And then it's just like, well, they're waiting for that one day that the child needs help, but they're not actually going to be that help.
2: I mean, it's hiding in plain sight, isn't it? At that yeah, point,
1: it's true. But I, I'm here to help children help children dig their own fucking graves. <laughs>
2: yeah. All right then. Back to Mary Bell. <laughs> okay. This
1: is going to go <laughs> bad. But uh, yeah, so, you know, with their absences, absences – when her mother was gone, um, you know, there's periods of time for obviously young Mary um, where she was also a subject. Uh, she was subjected to abuse both mentally and physically uh, when her mother was present. So, yeah. you know, and she just kind of probably ran free and was able to do whatever she wanted um, as a little girl, which, you know, I don't know what that would be at this time, pushing a stick with a hoop through it. I don't really know. Um,
2: exploring all the abandoned houses at least from what the documentaries were saying that that was how most of the neighborhood kids were as they were you know uh, free to run and and do as they pleased uh, to a certain extent and you know i mean there's something to be said for that for the whole latchkey kid thing but even back then yeah. it was you know i guess it was just less dangerous of a neighborhood maybe it was because it was a tighter knit community
1: well, in the, in the 60s too, like, you know, you had murderers and killers and stuff like that. But yeah, a lot of times it's like these tight communities and serial killers started popping out of the woodwork, obviously before this, but when they started making, you know, a dominant presence on the world stage all over the world is near going into the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. when everyone heard these big names. So before that, you'd be like, whatever, I'll let my kid go hang out with giant down the street. Oh, that's just old Herbert. He's not going to hurt them. And it's just like, meanwhile, he's doing some dirty shit in the back of a van. So
2: well it certainly seems as though at least in the modern not in the modern culture but like if you watch like movies and stuff back then or listen to people tell like people that grew up in the 70s and shit seems like every neighborhood just had that like "Eh, don't pay attention to old man Herbert (laughs) Uh, if he wants to show you candy don't don't take him up on it Um, if he's walking around in a bathrobe come and tell somebody you know just like one of those type things where it was like everyone knew this person and knew their their fucking deal and then stayed away from them and told their kids don't go near that person.
1: Yeah, there's always that guy, always weird old man. So th- yeah, so obviously, you know, she was subjected to um love abuse. Um I'm sure with the the friends and the company that her mother would keep, it, it probably wouldn't have been so uh, nice either because Betty's own sister witnessed Betty trying to give Mary away to another woman who had unsuccessfully tried to like was trying to adopt her. And Mm -hmm. so she was like, here, take her. I, I don't want her anymore.
2: Well there was also talk of Mary or not Mary Betty trying to give a Mary away to her parents yeah. and her parents at one point didn't want her or they just weren't ready and then when they tried later to take Mary off of Betty's hands uh Mary or Betty just said no no she's no. staying with me. Yeah. So I you got to wonder was Mary the victim of some sort other sort of tra- childhood trauma like was her mother using her to make extra money and it was just well, yeah
1: We'll talk about that disturbing shit in a a little bit uh but essentially like you know so she was gonna she was there was times where she kept her because it seemed like you know maybe people would feel bad and have sympathy for her so they'd give her money or food or something like that and other times where she's like i can't deal with this i'm just trying to suck some dick and she's in the corner staring at me i just can't do it i need to make her money or we both don't eat
2: i guess it was more than that too like from from the one documentary was saying that her mom specialized in bdsm primarily i didn't see so, that one really oh you didn't no. yeah that was in one of the really longer documentaries oh, the first one that i watched fuck. that was like an hour long that's crazy. yeah and then the, the judge also or not the judge one of the uh, officers had also mentioned that mary was very clearly present for some of her mother's activity it was a one bedroom house oh, so
1: so she would have just been sitting in the corner she gonna go which is <laughs> disturbing, but this happens on Strange Brew. We talk about disturbing stuff. I know you find it interesting, but I'm going to try to make fun of it any chance I get, even if it is extremely. Uh,
2: we just the, don't make fun of the victims. We make yes. fun of the people doing it.
1: Yeah, it's true. Um, sometimes the victims, if they die, in in uh, I ways that are, are funny to me, we might make a little. We might we might poke a little fun, just a little poke. <laughs> so obviously, like, and uh, so her sister. Uh, quickly recovered Mary herself before her sister Betty was giving her away. Mm -hmm. So Mary was also strangely accident prone. She once, quotations, fell from a window. She most likely was actually pushed by her own fucking mother.
2: Yeah, neighbors report that she had allegedly, uh, one of the neighbors said that she saw Betty by the window and she thinks to this day she believes that betty had pushed mary out of the window um that wasn't the first time that she had tried to make it look like an accident and get rid of her daughter dude like i just it it, it (laughs) just speaks of how uh, just you know devastatingly poor everyone's mental health is yeah that's true or at least the people involved in this story
1: Yeah. So she she fell from a window pushed by her mother, most likely, um, which Mary fell. And she had she uh, had a bad head injury. And what do we know Mm -hmm. about serial killers? I know that you said they disproved this, but I do think that's linked.
2: Well, so the McDonald's period has been refuted, but it's not saying McDonald's period. I want to say
1: is is the guy that uh, thought about this theory. It was his name, Ronald McDonald
2: yeah he was a a seven foot tall (laughs) clown that um no it was just the example of the original ronald mcdonald which is weird that they (laughs) made it into a you know a jeff franchise icon but the real ronald mcdonald he studied much more akin to um what's his fuck the the hog farm dude up by your neck of the woods robert Robert picton yeah where he'd He'd grind up his victims, and he'd he'd stick them into a Happy Meal, and, and he would make toys out of their bones.
1: There is there is legit conspiracies where people think that fast food restaurants do have human meat in it, and that it becomes I doubt addicting. It. I, I know, doubt it. But you know what? Here at Strange Brew, we say anything is possible, and I wouldn't put it past a bunch of pedophile billionaires to be like, you know what? We have a whole truckload of these East Indian boys that we need to get rid of, so— you know what you, you
2: wouldn't uh, you means. wouldn't be able to pull it pull it off though because that's how you get those fucking proteins in your brain that create mad cow you right. if you eat if you're a cannibal and you're eating and how many people eat fucking mcdonald's every goddamn day and fast food you get those spiked proteins that make you go crazy so we would be we'd basically be seeing like zombie style freakouts a lot more well, why often did that,
1: you remember that you ever see that movie alive me and Juan just talked about no. the, the Oh yeah, you the guys rugby were, yeah. boys, um, all the rug the team the rugby team that flies over the mountain, they end up dying well not dying. Some of them die, crash, but they crash yeah. and then they have to essentially eat each other and eat their friends and, and you know, mm-hmm. people even part of their family to survive. Um so and they didn't get mad cow disease or mad human disease. I'm not
2: saying you get it all the time, I'm saying some people carry those spiked proteins. And I think that if you were just mass disposing of bodies, then that's how it would happen.
1: Hmm. yeah you're probably right now the spike besides we'll get shot
2: we'll get, we'll get we'll get we'll get soil and green before we get you know people in mcdonald's
1: yeah so she had a head injury and uh you know and they they it can be related to people kind of becoming crazy and losing um the certain there's a certain part of your brain in your frontal lobe which um is essentially your decision making lobe it's you
2: know the what part I mean? that controls like rage yeah. and psychological behavior
1: that's why you have football players that have head injuries and they beat their wife in a fucking elevator
2: so it it's happens. one of the things one of the things blamed for uh that they tried blaming the Chris Benoit situation on oh, was his yeah. steroid use the the head injuries the concussions all of it
1: i would like to dive into that i was a fan of wrestling when i was a child my favorite was Kane. My brother liked Undertaker, Rain. so I would like to get into Chris Benoit just because how fucked up that story is. It is extremely that's that's a sad one. I feel like that's even uh, sadder. Is that a word? More more it's depressing than this More sad, than, than more this sad one. yeah. Because at least that one's more recent. This is in the '60s. I don't care what these fucking British people were doing. I wasn't even alive then. I was fucking on Mars, hanging out with some aliens at this time.
2: The, um. the amount of empathy that you have never ceases to amaze.
1: <laughs> so uh, and then there. Another occasion where she accidentally, like Mary, uh, Mary Bell accidentally overdosed on sleeping pills, um, which is f- accidentally. And people said they saw, you, I think you mentioned that, that her mom was feeding her the pills. Her mom was giving her the pills. so
2: Allegedly, yeah. There Allegedly. was obviously never enough stuff to... To do anything about it, but at the same time, I mean, we're talking back in the day where it was like you could more or less do whatever you wanted as far as disciplining your kid, that's true. and the state's not really going to get involved.
1: She also uh, got a hold of bleach at one point, but according to Trump, you could drink that shit and it'll cure COVID.
2: No, he said inject it. Don't drink it.
1: <laughs> inject it. That's even better.
2: Yeah, right. There, there well, was, what's that possibly going to do? You know, people know. used to give their kids fucking bleach enemas.
1: There is there is a point where um, Peter McCall, the guy was on Joe Rogan, that doctor um, that tried to blow off the lid of some of the shit that's going on, uh, did say that you can use a very watered down bleach to essentially clean out your like airways and uh, some about I didn't your
2: nasal passages, yeah,
1: and it helps fuck with COVID and not, shit.
2: No, no, you want to do
1: that? I'll try it. No, I'll try it on the podcast, and then if I die, someone call nine one one. so but betty claimed it was all accidents like it's just like i I don't know mary's just a she's just so mischievous she likes to get into everything
2: so yeah mary (laughs) i mean mary was was described as as definitely as a mischievous kid but that's what they all did back then too hanging on the chair
1: some attribute these accidents to uh betty's Um, determination she literally was determined to get rid of mary um so they think that part of the reasons why she if her mother wasn't doing these things it was that uh mary was essentially doing this um because her mom wanted to get rid of her and she was trying different ways and it was probably messing with her psychologically
2: It's definitely messing with her psychologically any any child especially if it's early adolescence and i mean you know you figure she's probably just about to hit puberty and like your brain's already wired in a really fucked up way when you're a teenager i can only imagine how bad teenage girls have it with the extra level of hormones and stuff and then watching him
1: prostitute not understanding what she's really doing or why she's doing it
2: Whatever stupid explanation she's given to you at the yeah. time. Well, this is how we're eating, or that's just mommy's boyfriend of the hour, or yeah. whatever. We, there's no way for us to know, but it's no. it's no fucking condition for a child to be raised in. Fuck if you're it. lucky, if you're lucky, you turn out to be Richard Pryor. If you're lucky <laughs> yeah. in that situation, didn't his
1: dad molest him or beat him? Or- Richard
2: Pryor's mother was a prostitute. Oh yeah, he was born in a whorehouse. Like Richard Pryor is is like one of those few people that's like, man, this is example of like you can you can beat it, but you also might set yourself on fire, freebase, and cocaine. So, What's uh,
1: what, what, uh who is that? Uh, who's that black musician that had the name Gay? Um, Marvin Gay. Marvin Gay didn't Marvin Gay shoot his dad?
2: Marvin Gay's dad shot him. <laughs> so fucked up. Because he was jealous of his success. Marvin Gay was murdered by his father because he was. He was actually murdered of his by his yeah, father. He actually his dad died killed his dad. him. Yes, and I think ah. his dad shot himself afterwards.
1: You think that'd so. be maybe that'd be a. Uh, a good topic for uh you know the famous dad, because that's fucked we remember hearing about that and i was like what a crazy story yeah your own father should you be like I'm, you know what you're just too successful son you know you're just too successful you're making me look bad and his dad's working like a carpet store fucking like i don't know what people do at a no, i think
2: his store. dad was his producer or some shit i think the thing is i think marvin was like taking care of his dad and his dad just, just got jealous had a fucking psychotic break so i'm sure strange. some of his friends were fucking ribbing him or some shit being like yeah man you know he still is doing pretty good well, I, i'm better than my son he wouldn't be yeah. no way if it wasn't a man yeah there's you. a lot of people that have
1: attitudes like that especially with fathers be like well he's only that way because i fucking helped braced him <laughs> britney spears dad yeah it's true that's weird so while well, like, i a bunch uh, of people yeah because like, uh, other people do um maybe see her symptoms as munchausen munchhausen syndrome By proxy Um, Munchausen's by proxy, yeah Yeah, so that's, you know, Munchausen syndrome Me and Juan did talk about it on um, that other, that crazy, crazy biatch from uh, Florida And she was, I think she was like 14 or 15 She killed a bunch of people But it's Florida, so (sighs) It happens
2: when it's florida so they executed her along with three mentally handicapped gentlemen <laughs> yeah, oh wait sure that's so. texas sorry
1: <laughs> close though betty longed for the attention and sympathy her daughter's accidents brought her so that's also probably why she was like i want to get rid of her and then people are like oh my god what happened what happened to mary and it's just like well, she got all attention. Is, yeah you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. The, the, that her, because she was, her mother was still young enough. Like, you know what I mean? Her mother was, you know, having her when she was, you know, 16 ish, you know, and then as she's growing up and she has a little girl and then she's getting attention by this little girl getting into trouble essentially.
2: Well, a big thing, uh, in, in the UK and I know in Ireland as well, uh, for unwed teenage mothers, More often than not, they went to a church-sponsored home where they had the child, and then the child was given up for adoption, or it was just left in the orphanage, and then that person left and was expected to never, ever, ever speak of their time spent in that hospital. Yeah, I
1: I, I still met you in that doc, and it was the fact that, um, like, they... They just took away the kids, and the, the there mm-hmm. was that stigmatism of uh, a, a mother without a husband, kind of thing. Like right, a mother without a right. father. Um, but maybe that's kid.
2: why the neighborhood and the community was a little more open. Mm -hmm. to like like maybe you got a little more respect if you came back with the baby or you just had the baby versus going and giving it up like it was deemed to be the polite respectable thing but people had more sympathy for you being like oh they have a child so i'm going to help take care of her
1: because i don't know who they're referring to i think uh because Technically, Betty could have uh, Munchausen syndrome or so. Yeah, that's Mary. that's who
2: they'd be referring to as Betty, because uh, Munchausen's by proxy is the um, when doing you it for attention. get addicted to the attention that you get for having a sick child. Yeah, that's what Munchausen is. Yeah,
1: yeah, according to or when we and one uh, did uh, their name was maybe it was like Jessica. Or something, I can't, that's a throwback to like a couple months ago and we, we research and do a, we talk about a lot of topics and she, uh, Mm -hmm. they described it as essentially she was like loving the attention. It was getting attention from essentially having like a mental illness and which is fucking crazy. So according to later accounts given by Mary herself, her mother began to prostitute her out Mm -hmm. when she was just four years old old and you know oh, what Oh see
2: I didn't come across any of those. I didn't know that it was alleged that Mary had been being um prostituted.
1: Eh, nasty. Four years old man that's that's young. That's that uh, poor child. That's disgusting. It's kinda of, it's, it's really horrible fucked up and you know what? All crazy things happened during the sixties. So her mother would have been technically like twenty. You know, nineteen twenty, maybe twenty one, de- prostitute. Yeah if she was
2: sixteen then yeah, yeah prostituting your own that's daughter just, So I feel like that should be shot.
1: Yes. I said this was going to get dark and it's going to get dark though. This remains, uh, uncooperated by the family members that we don't know. They didn't say that this actually did happen. It's just, it is a theory. They did know, however, that Mary's young life had ever been marked by a loss. She had lost her five year old friend. Did you see how this kid died? No. Her, her, she lost her five-year-old friend, probably when she was around five, obviously. And this kid was ran over and killed by a fucking bus. A bus killed her good friend. And I don't know if she witnessed it, but that is really fucked up. What who's driving fuck, those dude? Who's driving that bus? Is it fucking uh, the magic school bus? And they're just like flying off into space? It's
2: know. the guy from Pet Cemetery.
1: Oh, yeah. Or remember when Freddy Krueger drives the bus with all the kids in it? Yeah, could be that. But he didn't like to go that young, even though I guess Freddy Krueger technically was a child. Oh, yeah, molester. he
2: did. Child. Freddy, Freddy Krueger was like a young child killer and child molester. He didn't kill teenagers until he was already, yeah. like you know, the nightmare king.
1: So given all that had happened, it is no surprise that Mary, by the age of 10, had become a strange, withdrawn and manipulative also uh manipul-
2: you had it. No, you had it. <laughs> a
1: manipulative kid always hovering on the edge of violence it's like she's just kind of on the she's on the teeter-totter you know she's <laughs> kind of never know psycho normal um, yeah. I go <laughs> no. she does have a crazy look for everyone uh, that sees the episode art um because it usually goes up to Podbean and maybe a couple a couple of other uh podcast apps but a lot of us just use our main logo but yeah she's got some she's got some scary little eyes
2: that stare yeah and every report says that her eyes were very distinctive but that's what they say about every killer yeah, so, like, the eyes the, the eyes, eyes are the like, window well, to the soul yeah, I'm like that person probably has a whole bunch of weird thoughts going through their head constantly <laughs> While they're staring just at like-
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just looking around like I don't know what the fuck's happening. So for weeks before her first murder, Mary Bell had been acting strangely. And on May eleventh, nineteen sixty-eight, Mary had begin, uh had been playing with a three-year-old boy when he was badly injured in a fall from the top of an air raid shelter. It, that's that's a
2: fucking military shelter is it not and dude this is 1966 so world war Two is a very sorry 19 whatever okay yeah same thing. two years <laughs> uh, world war ii is a very close memory so there's like, and, your yeah, grandparents I guess. fought in World War 2. And that's why likely. there
1: were so many slums probably too is because everything was bombed to shit and they just built back the nicer parts first and then slowly mm-hmm. got over to other parts of um Britain. Yeah. So fucked.
2: So, Plus, then you know your 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 factories aren't churning out the war yeah. items that they once were. Most countries were still in a horrible period of fucking like devastation, poverty, and devastation yeah. in Europe post World War II, so except true. for America because we didn't have anything happen on our own soil. Yeah. so it was just like ah fuck it, you know. And then we we had still had the economic boom from making a whole bunch of weapons and and tanks and shit, and then yeah. we had the economic boom because we were still making weapons because we were still technically at war with the Soviet.
1: Yeah, and then it came in, you know, and then nine eleven happened. Then we got, and then you guys got in the forever war that has never ended and still not fucking over.
2: Yeah, technically we've been in a forever war since two thousand and one. Now, yeah.
1: It's it is kind of crazy because I I I predicted that um, the next like big war would be on American soil, but nowadays it's just like going to be bombs. Everyone's going to. I don't even think
2: it's going to be bombs. I think it's just going to be like economic shit. I think you're going to be the wars are going to be fought by computers. Maybe a couple drone strikes here and there. If it actually gets to physical combat, was that secret
1: secret wars with quiet weapons or quiet weapons used in secret wars?
2: Quiet Weapons for Secret Wars yeah. is a chapter, I believe, in Behold a Pale Horse.
1: Yeah, which makes a lot of sense because, you know, nobody really knows about it. It's done behind the scenes. But yeah. obviously, yeah, this is...
2: The outcry, the public outcry, that's that's what you try and avoid by having a quiet war is, is when you have a bunch of people, at, and with, especially with... Yeah. yeah. Well, especially with the ready availability of, mm-hmm. you know, uh, media and being able to see what's going on yeah. and actually get an, a proper view of the situation. You're not going to have people that are willing to romanticize war like they once did.
1: Yeah. So essentially, British was still building back better. And uh, the so the parents thought it was an accident. And the following day, however, three mothers came forward to tell the police that Mary had attempted to choke their young daughters. Three, three, kind of three different mothers was like, that little fucking bitch over there tried to choke my daughter. I don't know. They weren't playing. She just like openly is like, come here. And then just start choking my daughter.
2: Well, her thing was apparently it was uh, like, oh, let me see your throat. <laughs> oh, you have a you have a sore throat. Okay, I'm gonna fix it. And then she would just slowly tighten her grip around people. So fucked. Um There was an interview with a one woman who was uh, a school a schoolyard. Homie. I wouldn't say chum yeah. or homie. I would say <laughs> a schoolyard associate of Mary Bell. That was one of the girls that was. Uh, oh shit, Tom's getting stoned. Yep,
0: yep,
2: yep. Uh, one of the girls that Mary Bell tried to strangle so and, fucked up, dude i mean yeah this, this is whole, a, this whole this case, case is a just, dark one. it's not getting any better people since so driven daddy chill <laughs> daddy chill so uh, uh a, a brief police
1: interview and lecture did result um you know they did talk with her um but no charges were filed because she's a little girl the police probably thought, like
2: no way <laughs> let me see your. let me see your hand yeah Stop strangling your friends. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what they did. Okay.
1: <laughs> then on May 25th, the day before she turned 11, Mary Bell strangled four-year-old Martin Brown to death in an abandoned house in Scottwood, Scottswood, England. She left the scene and returned with a friend, Norma Bell. No relation. They were just friends. And Norma wasn't so intelligent.
2: Norma was a simple... A simple child. Yes. She was a follower and uh, but possibly one of, uh, you know, one of the surviving victims of this because I, she I'm willing to bet her. that Mary probably ch- did some stuff to Norma too. Yeah, You know, because she, uh, if Mary is the predator that, you know, she's been led to believe to be, or she, we've been led to believe that she is, then I would assume that she she's going to prey on anyone that is, she shit. deems weak yeah
1: very fucked up i'm pretty sure um i don't know if i have i've heard that i think martin was the one or is it later on that uh there is some uh some penis mutilation
2: did you not hear i that? didn't hear about any of that i knew that uh his, the one boy's leg was mutilated but- in
1: the one doc i think that they did mention that um i think it was martin brown that his his penis was like cut off what the
2: Jesus that's fucked up. Um yeah. I mean but I guess that would kind of go along the lines of it being a psychosexual violence thing mm. and maybe her being influenced by her mother's you know profession yes, cuz you So but yeah, I heard it, could be this, that. it could just be sensationalism yes. added after the fact just to sell copy, though. So Hundred percent,
1: because uh, uh, a lot of the it was one like five minute thing of this this guy with a really shitty British accent, British accent. He's like just talking. He's like they cut
2: off his knobbles, and I was like, all right, <laughs> weird. Um, well, look down to see that his pecker in his ear balls have been chopped off. <laughs> poor little lad. Luckily, he was already dead at the time, so it's not as though he'd got to walk around with his wedding tackle anymore. But you know, it's still fucking <laughs> tragic and you just you hate to see it
1: <laughs> so Bell literally strangled martin to death in this mm-hmm. abandoned house and then when god norma was like norma you want to see some fun i you got something see you, f- f- you want to see a dead body uh, but essentially she left the scene returned with a friend uh norma the the special one and but they when they got there they found that somebody else had beat them to this crime scene these two boys who've been playing in the house stumbled upon the dead body of mm-hmm. the boy. Police were mystified. Besides a little blood and saliva on the victim's face, there was no sign of violence. And, of course, they do not have forensics and shit back then. There was, however, an empty bottle of painkillers on the floor near the body. So I wonder if Mary was smart enough to, like, she already had them and kind of set it up so it looked like he just died from overdosing on painkillers.
2: Which, from is, what I saw, they said that those pills were already—they called them the tablets because that's what Europeans yeah. call pills—is tablets. Well, there was no better. <laughs> they said era. they were already in the house. It was left there by a previous tenant. Which is why they initially thought that they or they ruled the boy 's death, not a homicide yeah. uh, off the bat because they thought that he had just died because there was no apparent trauma to the throat either, almost as though he'd been strangled by a child
1: <laughs> yeah, they assume martin 's uh, Brown had <laughs> swallowed the pills and his death was ruled an accident, but martin 's grieving family might have started to suspect. Otherwise, when little Mary Bell showed up on their doorstep in, a f- in, in the days after Martin's death and asked to see him, his mother yeah, gently—yeah, this is fucked. His mother, she, uh, she gently explained uh, that you know he was, you know, he was dead. Uh, but Mary said, "Yeah, I, I know he's dead. Uh, I would." She wanted to see his body in a coffin, which is like she's like, "Oh, hey." his dead body though like I know he's so, dead
2: to some of our listeners out there this is past the point where uh the Victorian yeah. viewing rooms was a thing like this is this is to the point where it, it was almost considered impolite to for, look upon a, uh, dead body. a family to hold an open casket yeah. Uh I mean family was still allowed to see the body but it, it wasn't a thing that was you know done by strangers and no. and looser acquaintances you weren't really allowed to see the body in the casket so it was a very anyway. unusual request uh and it was reported that uh by by uh her own words that the boy's mother had slammed the door yeah. in her face and then collapsed like she just started weeping behind the door and her husband had to call the doctor because she went into a hysterical fit
1: wow yeah yeah she literally slammed the door which i don't blame her you had no, this little child and like I, I, hello I can, can i imagine. can i see his body
2: can i see the dead kid <laughs> <laughs> like to this grieving mother, and she's yeah. like, "How horrible! How the poor mother!" Shortly after, Mary
1: and her friend Norma broke into a nursery school and vandalized it with notes, taking responsibility for Brown's death uh, and promising to kill again. So they what are they they're I know they're in notes, but it's, we um, kill so we'll come back. Yeah. Or it's, something like it's that. It's fucked, and essentially they're like doing graffiti, but admitting that they this cause it's weird that they broke into a nursery school and then they vandalized it. But they say it's essentially they were taking they're writing notes and drawing pictures and saying how they you know they killed him, admitting to it. Be like, and that's also shows because I think you know um, her friend Norma was uh, just she was not right in the head. She was um, well, she was a simple. Child,
2: And yeah. she was a follower because she, you know, was probably learning disabled and, and a little, uh, n- was it not neurotypical neurodivergent is the word yeah. we're using now.
1: Not going to say anymore <laughs> <laughs> for, for the nurse in the nursery school. This just, uh, this was just the latest and most disturbing in a series of break-ins. So they—I don't know if they just kept coming back or it was just a bunch who breaks into a nursery though. Well, okay, so one this of the pastimes trying the children, to steal children.
2: One of the pastimes of the children in these areas. Uh, I mean, the one area was known as Rat Alley, where the boy was found, and that Rat again Alley. to dad insult to injury. That poor mother. The uh, the newspaper started referring to the boy as the Rat Alley boy, <laughs> the and she Rat was Alley boy. yeah. She talks about it in the uh, in the documentary how she's just like she's like his name's associated with rats now and i didn't like that very much it's like you poor woman I know, that is, like, you just want to reach through surreal. and give her a hug and be like i'm sorry i'm so sorry that you're dealing with this this is
1: maybe about like i don't know maybe maybe 10 years too early because it could be jimmy savile you know how much he loved nurseries
2: not too early not too early that could be jimmy savile um yeah, but anyway name, so he was a,
1: the first disc jockey in the 60s off topic, we'll get to Jimmy Saval. He, as he of all claims to be the Monday. man who
2: invented disco, and mm-hmm. from everyone, like the internet, like what I've looked up, might be correct.
1: Yeah, but also, he is probably one of the worst pedophiles uh, in Britain to exist, I would think. Oh, so yeah. Smuggling children he, to fucking MPs and people in power and prime ministers and stuff like that
2: it's entirely possible that he is even more prolific than jeffrey epstein yes, yes. but back to the back to the thing about breaking in hmm. most of the kids played in abandoned yeah. buildings so uh, breaking and entering i'm sure was just a pastime that what kids a time engaged to grow in. up
1: in like you know even you know <laughs> 10 20 years after the war things are slowly just it takes a while to build rebuild things ask joe uh astro biden to build back the better it takes fucking US. long Fuck time
2: joe biden. <laughs> joe biden ain't rebuilding shit joe biden's making life fucking miserable so true um like my, my gas is almost fucking four dollars, yeah. a, a, t- a gallon right now. yeah, Fuck our gas shit. is
1: really expensive because of Trudeau. So we're on, yeah, it's it's literally happening here too. Um, but yeah, they hung out in abandoned buildings, I guess, and they it's just a nursery is mm-hmm. a weird place to go. um you know, but it was uh, I guess it was um they installed, so these people were so wary about this, and this is not even an abandoned building. This is like a building where they probably still keep kids. and so they did install an alarm system. Uh, it's probably just, uh, it's one of those, um, clapping monkeys. And if the door opens, it just sits there and clap. And there's a janitor sitting in the fucking side being like, Oh,
2: it's a monkey again. I did just watch a new horror movie on shutter that has something kind of like the monkey with symbols, <laughs> but it's, uh, a little drummer rabbit. And whenever the ghost shows up, this thing starts going off. It's like,
1: what kind of, what movie is it? Was it any good?
2: Caveat? It's called caveat. It's filmed in, um, northern ireland
1: is it any good i like the irish yeah
2: it's really good it, it's very psychological
1: huh, i'll have to check that out
2: so it's, it w- uh, it's a minimalist horror though so if you're looking for a bunch of like ooh ah jump yeah. scare don't watch it
1: that's like it's a psychological thriller then right psychological horror all right i'll, I'll check it i like psychological fucking shit because i'm psychologically unsound um, aren't we all it was a smart choice because uh it did like it did catch it caught they caught you know uh, Mary and Norma at the scene mm-hmm. of the crime several nights later, but as they were simply just loitering outside when police arrived, they were let off the hook. Like man, this uh, this little girl seems to get herself in all sorts of messes. But well, no, they she
2: she had a fascination. Like it was known that she had a fascination with death and and with you know other morbid things, which I mean does not mean that somebody no. is a killer you know like that's if, if that's what that meant then you and i are both fucked but it's true <clears throat> it's definitely um, true yeah morbid morbid fascination obviously does not mean that one has a no. proclivity to acting and bouts of violence or or, i would have uh, killed uh, lots of you know, people terrible things have. but um she was v- <laughs> tom holding up the knife for our <laughs> audio listeners <laughs> many people uh said that yeah she she just kept popping up whenever there was trouble and you know she was known to be a a bit of a wise wise ass around you know (laughs) most people so yeah
1: she was kind of a bit of a bitch uh but you know they couldn't really do a thing so in the meantime mary was telling her fellow classmates that she had killed martin brown the fact she's bragging about it means that she's not that smart but she does know what she did she knows what she's done I mean, she's life. a
2: child, so I, I would not even she's know if she's necessarily not it. that smart, but she's, yeah, of course she's bragging about it because she doesn't understand, like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure in her mind she's like, well, they said that it wasn't murder, so, you know, I got away with it. She is also known to lie, like, a lot. Like, yeah. Like, she's, she's apparently, like, a pathological liar, which is probably one of the other reasons. She's like, either no one's going to believe me or... Yeah you know i can say this and i'm admitting it and no one will even believe me because i'm known for lying like maybe it's if true. it went that far with a thought but who
1: knows so her reputation as a show-off and a liar prevented anyone from taking her claim seriously that is until another young boy turned up dead So she kills for a second time on July 31st, two months after the first murder, Mary Bell and her friend Norma killed three-year-old Brian Howe by strangulation. I wonder if it's a fascination with seeing the the life go out of his eyes because, you know, or just, it's just a little, it's a three-year-old boy and she's like 11. So, or it's the idea of that, She's been abused her whole childhood, so she wants to inflict that that abuse on somebody else that is meeker than she is.
2: She's probably seen her mother get strangled numerous times hmm. by Johns. Yeah. Um, or she's seen her mother off. strangle Johns.
1: Yeah. Who knows? It's true. But, yeah, that idea, I think that she probably wants to inflict pain on others because she feels that it makes her feel better because she has been dealt a lot of pain in her life.
2: The transference of emotion, yeah.
1: Yeah. So this time Bell mutilated the boy the body with scissors. Um, yeah, so I was right. This, this is the boy. Um, she supposedly used scissors as scratching his thighs and butchering his fucking penis.
2: Uh, Yeah, I didn't hear anything about the butchered penis. I did see that they said that she had punctured his legs and that was only in the one documentary that I watched. It was touched upon briefly in some of the articles that I read.
1: According to the lore, she did scratch up his thighs and she butchered his penis. She cut it off and... That just, that just shows, um, if this did happen, if she did cut off his dick,
0: damn son,
1: she has something seriously and mentally wrong with her more than just strangling somebody. If you're going to mutilate their body afterwards, it means that you have some sort of very sick fascination with death.
2: That just sounds like if that's true, if she did in fact mutilate that, that poor child in that way, then I would say that the psychosexual aspect of it and someone very clearly had to have committed some sort of egregious violence against this poor girl.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. And I, she know, like there's, if there's she not was, something
2: that a normal child no. does, even a disturbed child, I don't think would do that. I think getting, getting human.
1: essentially raped for money uh, so your mom can eat and maybe she's too tired, doesn't want to do it. If that's true that she was prostituted by the age of four, I think that would really fuck you up.
2: Well, her mother's, it's it was said that her mother was, you know, she took to drinking drugs to mm. know the pain of daily life. So I don't know if her mother was a drunk and a drunk, uh, you know, and a her, back then,
1: doesn't care or if it me. was because after. there would be those crazy ass uh, assholes, right? Those sick people, especially back then. Depravity was, I feel like, even worse um back in the day because you you weren't as easily caught um everything was kind of a little more lax especially about children it is extremely true that there could be those times where they're like no we'll pay you this much but we want to have sex with her like and then it's just ugh, and it just goes downhill and then she's part of this whole abuse and stuff and that is sad <laughs>
2: It's it's definitely a whole system of abuse, and you know it's very it's a very cyclical issue that it's it's just something that it happens to one generation, and then that generation, if they don't break the cycle, it just perpetuates yeah. upon the next.
1: I think molestation and stuff like that was very um, turned a blind eye to it. A lot of people did. I fucking highly believe that shit. Especially it's fucking horrible. I think before like especially before even the eighties, like if you just go back, every every even during World War Two, World War One, like. People were too busy fighting the war, and then before that, like it was just people starving and you know, just uh, rich people and poor people, and like this stuff probably happened every single day, if not more. And then they just they just, people turn a blind eye to it because they didn't they had other issues to deal with. Terrible, and now we live in a Absolutely time where like, you know, it's getting better, but you know, if if uh, Ghislaine gets off, uh, then we're all doomed
2: i don't think it's lane's gonna get off and if she does get off it's because she turned state's evidence on a lot of people and there's gonna be a lot of arrests and if that's the case then i mean you know you make a deal with the demon to get a bigger demon or a bunch of them for that matter so so true without epstein being around she ain't gonna do shit i know
1: she needs to expose some people but we'll never know i don't i think they're gonna try to hide as much as they can
2: they Uh, have they they don't allow they 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 change the 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 things Press is supposed to be allowed in the courtroom. Yeah. Supposed to be. But they're not. They banned them from the courtroom. I wonder why. I understand what the sensitivity of the case... Well, if that's how they did it with all cases like that that were (laughs) deemed very sensitive, I could see it, but... They don't it though. Reeks of preferential treatment. It's very true. So when Brian's sister went
1: looking for him, like where's my little brother? Uh, Mary and Norma offered to help, which is just even more sick. But I just think that normal just is like one of those very simple, not many brain cell little girls that just like okay, let's go. Like doesn't really they don't have a, they, she doesn't have a cognitive ability to understand even what is happening
2: that's what it sounds like she could be
1: autistic back then like a high form of autistic and you know they just labeled it as you were like a retarded which is not yeah you're slow you're dumb which is uh you know mean and terrible in itself um you know and we're gonna we're gonna try to watch making those jokes from now on because it doesn't need to be said i guess
2: tom says we like i've been cracking (laughs) jokes about it
1: yeah it's been uh, i think it's been a little too long Um, but, uh, they, they searched the neighborhood and Mary even pointed out the concrete blocks that hid his body, almost like she was relishing, almost like a serial killer and her own satisfaction that she did this. Like, look, and Norma said he wouldn't be there. And Brian's sisters move on. So Mary's like, yeah, like that's, yeah, he's probably over there. And then Norma's like, I don't think so. He's probably over there. And then it's just like, all right. And then she just walks past it when she could he's have gonna get better it. about it makes a voice 3 <laughs> seconds later <laughs>
2: that's true you when, son of a bitch when
1: Brian's <laughs> body was finally found the neighborhood was panicked two boys were dead and as in like uh it's very small time, like a, a month period, two month yeah, period. Yeah, it's, like, it's like less than a
2: month or yeah. something like that, which is crazy.
1: Police interviewed local children, hoping someone had seen something that would maybe lead to a suspect. They received a shock when the coroner's report came back as Brian's blood had cooled and new marks appeared on his chest. Someone has used a razor blade to scratch in the letter M on his torso. Mary's like ah there's my uh my calling card
2: i I am the joker that that it was yeah they had said that someone had tried to carve their initials into the boy and it's like that just reeks of it being a child where it's like you know it's the same thought of like oh i'll go put my initials in that tree so everyone will know that i was here And they did,
1: I suppose we, I think they get into it, but, um, that, um, Mary did blame Norma because, you know, she probably knew she was not as smart as she was. And she was like, yeah, she wrote that on him. And the thing, this whole thing is fucked up and crazy and disturbing. The fact that a child even anyone in general just carving into a dead body and scratching your initials in it. Even the Charles Manson murders when they wrote war on the guy's fucking chest and shit like that. Like that whole idea and that this is a child doing that and it's just like it's very fucked up. Yeah. Very fucked up. And I told you it was going to get fucked up. Yeah. How yeah, up fucked you. up? This is fucked up we've uh, warned you <laughs> yep so and there was another disturbing note the lack of force used in the attack suggested brian's killer might have been a child so they could surmise that much mary and norma did a poor job of disguising their interest in the investigation in their interviews with the police both acted strangely norma was excited And Mary was evasive. Norman was like, ooh, attention, attention. Mm -hmm. Like the police are giving her attention. She gets to talk to the police. When the police point out that she had been seen with Brian Howe on the day of his death. So, and this is when she got, she even, she got worse. Like she got more like quiet and evasive. and didn't want to talk about anything. And, Mm -hmm. you know, meanwhile, it seems like Norman was excited, but it's like, how can you, how do you know to believe someone you know someone who has doesn't have a high intelligence even as a child they already right. make up things to have wild imaginations as it is mm-hmm. so on the day of brian's burial burial uh mary was spotted lurking outside of his house this is like is like she does have traits of like a, a psychopath like a serial killer oh, if even he would have never age, gotten
2: caught or she would have gotten older before this this kicked in yes she would have absolutely become a a proper serial killer i believe
1: creepy she even laughed and rubbed her hands together when she saw his coffin like (laughs) like rubbing her hands together like a fucking psychopath
2: like a fucking villain like a proper villain like a
1: literally like a villain like a monty burns fucking excellent type of shit excellent
2: excellent excellent
1: which is fucked. So they called her back for a second interview. And Mary, perhaps sensing the investigators were closing in, she was obviously smart enough to know that, you know, I could be caught for this and be, I would be in trouble, big trouble. That's probably mm-hmm. how she sees it. Right. And she made up a story about having, seen an eight year old boy hit Brian on the day he died. The boy, she said, had been carrying a pair of scissors. That was Mary Bell's big mistake mutilation of the body with scissors have been kept away from the press and the public so nobody knew about that like that he they could at least surmise that he was mutilated by scissors
2: it was the second thing too that she uh she she had told the police or the police had found out that she knew that nobody else was supposed to know which was that and um she drew a picture of the boy's body with the tablets next to it
1: Oh yeah and that would lead <laughs> but, her to the other death
2: right but if she was already there and the cops had had to remove her from the site then that was the one thing that i was like ah uh, maybe the documentary dude just kind of misspoke yeah. on that because if she saw the body then she would have seen the tablets and it doesn't matter if they would have you know, said that we didn't release that information, so she had to be there. It's like you know she was there. She was there when you guys saw the body.
1: Yeah, so she would have been able to draw that. Um uh, right. but it was it was a detail only known to investigators and one other person, Brian's murderer.
2: Well, she that she was there yeah. allegedly when the police like had to remove her because you know, her and the other kids were hanging out near the body and the cops were like, This is a crime scene, you gotta go.
1: Yeah, so why wouldn't she have known That it was maybe with scissors. Maybe she saw the scissors, but no,
2: the scissors is there's no way for her to have known Mm. because unless she was there, the tablets are what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, that's true. Both Norma and Mary broke down under further questioning because these are uh, hopefully, hopefully it is Britain, but hopefully they're skilled professionals that understand tells especially in children and Norma began cooperating with police and she implicated Mary who herself mm-hmm. admitted to being present during Brian Howe's murder but tried to place the the blame all on Norma she's like she tried to place it all on Norma it was her fault I didn't want to do it both girls were charged and a trial date was set Mm-hmm. Um, at the trial, the prosecutor told the court that Bell's reason for committing the murder is was solely for pleasure and excitement of killing. Meanwhile, the British press referred to as she was born evil, evil incarnated.
2: Yeah, they they went real sensationalist with they it. Of definitely course, did.
1: You know, this is you know, twenty years after the war. You know, nothing's going to be as exciting as men going off to die for government interest. That will never gets more exciting Exciting. than that. (laughs) So, the jury agreed that Mary Bell had committed the murders (laughs) and handed down a guilty verdict in December. Manslaughter, not murder, was the conviction, as the court psychiatrics, um, the the court psychiatrist, had convinced the jury that Mary Bell showed classic symptoms of psychopathy. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's kind of funny that you could be like, well, she's a psychopath. So she didn't really mean to do it. It's like, no, if you're a psychopath, you're a fucking psychopath. You, you intended to do it. That's your whole thing was that you wanted not, to do this.
2: Not that she didn't intend to do it is that she's not a hundred percent culpable for her actions because of an existing psychological she condition. She couldn't
1: be fully responsible for her actions. And if you, you actually looked at her lesser yeah, crime,
2: basically. looked at her
1: background though, um, with the stuff with her mother and everything like that, it, you could surmise and say like in essentially, ah, eh, yeah, like she's kind of, uh, she got fucked. She's fucked up
2: well yeah if she'd come from like a posh family that was well to do yeah. and you know then they'd probably be like what the fuck is wrong with this although if she'd come from a posh family that was well to do and she just murdered some poor kid they probably wouldn't even report it they just swept it under the rug about like yeah, that's, that's not true. my child you're not investigating my child go Very away true.
1: so norma bell was regarded as an unwilling accomplice who had fell under a bad influence and she was acquitted because they could yep. probably clearly see that she was mentally not stable
2: well, that's what they said. Yeah.
1: Compared to Mary, who obviously, you know, she was she had some sort of intelligence. That's for sure. Mary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred
2: percent. They said that she was a charming kid and she, yeah. you know, like, she lie. loved the attention and like being spoken to by the investigators and, you know crazy so the judge most attention she had paid to her by anyone in an authority position in a very long time and that's true and you know what
1: and that could lead to why she did do these things was for essentially what they you know talked about at the beginning was it was about attention and how her mother never gave her attention the only attention she got probably would have been some really disgusting sexual acts done to her by men that her mom was involved with so and she wanted obviously That's not the attention no child wants. For every fucking molester out there, no child wants that type of attention. Even if they tell you they do, that's fucking wrong. So the judge concluded that Mary was a dangerous person and serious a serious threat to other children. She was sentenced to be imprisoned at her majesty's uh, pleasure. Uh, Yeah, so
2: basically an indeterminate amount of time. They Uh, said so. The Western way to say that is life. Really? Basically, it just means, uh, uh, yeah, you can be released at Her Majesty's pleasure. So, so when the Queen's the fuck like, she feels like it, the Queen's yeah. like, all oh, right, we can let her out now. <laughs> well, I suppose we could let her out now. It's been 300 years. <laughs> they open the bones. Yeah, she's how bones. are you still alive, you crazy lizard? <laughs> That's true. It just just sounds, sounds
1: wrong, man. It does sound wrong. Yeah. Basically, until the powers that be feel like it's appropriate to let you out, mm-hmm. is how, how to put it. So apparently. Yeah, until you're.
2: Yeah until what until until you're deemed to no longer be a danger to society yeah, a threat. basically
1: so yeah. it's just funny that we have people in power that determine those uh, those sorts of acts and some of the people even some of the judges that are doing that are sometimes even worse than the people that committed the crimes and it's just the power of money to influence mm-hmm. to be honest So apparently the powers-to-be, they were impressed with Bell's treatment and her rehabilitation and felt like it was appropriate to let Mary Bell out in 1980. She was released on license, which meant she was technically still serving her sentence, but was able to do so while living in the community under a strict probation. So she probably had to go see somebody every, whatever, every fucking three days, Or they check up on her. Or yeah. They might check up on her because she would have still been um pretty young, like in her twenties. Um, if I'm not mistaken,
2: 23 when she yeah. got out allegedly. Yeah.
1: So, additionally, Mary Bell was given a new identity to provide her with a chance at a new life and protect her from the tabloid attention. Even still, she was forced to move several times to escape hound- the houndings um, by this guy, like by the tabloids, to essentially in the newspapers and the general public. Uh, but they just yeah. didn't have paparazzi back then. But people would obviously journalists and people in you know that wrote newspapers were digging for the story everyone heard that she got out like everyone even if you had people that were inside the the prison or the psychiatric the psychiatric ward that she was held in or whatever right that when they started when they let her out there was probably at least two or three people that told the media and was like yeah they're letting this crazy bitch out now so make sure you hunt her down and write a story about her and pay me first pay me first though i told you Throw him a few bob, throw him a few quid. Yeah, just be like, All right, we're good. So, which some uh, somehow they always found a way of tracking her down. Things grew worse for Bell after she was uh, after she had a daughter in 1984. You shouldn't. She. You should not have. had Four a kid.
2: years after she got out, she had a kid. Which okay, look, if she has been rehabilitated, good. She'd be a good and girl. And she and she has gotten the psychiatric treatment that she needs yeah. and become a better person then yes if that is what would give her a fulfilled life yeah. sure it's i guess fucked. in the interest of rehabilitation yeah i and, guess it's true get another know.
1: shot at life uh look at if carla kamoka can fucking have her own kids um mary bell
2: can so the dugger family can have their own fucking kids or whatever who, who the hell were those fucking um dugger family yeah. Wasn't there like a Mormon family or something like the Duggars? Weren't they like involved in some scandal or some shit?
1: Oh yeah. We'll have to talk about that. I don't know. Was it a kidnapping? I think it was a kidnapping, but we could be wrong because we've been m- yeah. wrong many times on this. We pull information right out of the asshole. Um, so Belle's daughter didn't know about her mother's crimes until she was 14. Very fucked up when a tabloid tabloid paper, a newspaper essentially, um, one, a sensationalized one was able to find Belle's common law husband and thus tracked Bell down, and then you know he shows up and he's like, "Hello, little girl. Do you know your mother was a fucking criminal?
2: <laughs> she know your mum killed a couple of lads when she
1: was but a wee lass, even younger than you were." Which is even more fucked. Imagine finding that out. People right. like
2: that are terrible. Like the tabloid yeah. dude, because they're not doing it because of some misguided sense of justice. No. They're doing it no. to sell fucking rags and, to, you know, to be yeah. sensationalist.
1: To sell their stupid papers. Look at Perez Hilton. Now he just apologizes all the time.
2: I don't even fucking, I, I forgot that that man was a thing until you mentioned him
1: <laughs> soon. A slew of journalists surrounded her house and camped out front of it. This there's, there's these thin line between like, yeah, you shouldn't really, after all the things you've done, you shouldn't really have a normal life. Um, especially with someone like Carla Moka. To be honest, like she should be hounded by everyone until she hides herself in a hole like Saddam Hussein. But it's this just, Paul
2: Bernardo's fucking bitch, right? Yes. Carla Malcolm. Yes,
1: that's Paul Bernardo's uh, woman. Uh, but yeah, she should have been. Yeah, hound her to hell. But uh, essentially, but it's just like, you know, this girl did do it when she was younger. It's hard to have this a very thin line. Um, but to, uh, then this, the side of the paparazzi and the newspapers of just like, especially back then the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s into when celebrities became a thing. Um, it's like they do harass them and it is kind of crazy. Even people like Tobey Maguire, leave Tobey Maguire alone. It's like screaming at them when he's in his car driving away. It's just, mm-hmm. it must be stressful.
2: Part of it is, is on Especially the when you're consumer. not a murderer. A good a good chunk of it is on the consumer. So any of you who really enjoy celebrity news TMZ your fault. Chelsea always watched
1: T M Z, so Yeah, it's true.
2: It's like how the press tried blaming people about Princess Di afterwards where they're like, Well you like buying the fucking stuff that we sell you, so yeah. it's your fault. And it's like <laughs> so no so
1: stupid. We'll get into that too. That's uh, that's coming up this year for sure, is talking about Princess Diana. Um at least surrounding her deaths and um I would like to dive mm. into her
2: a bit. The, uh, the fact that sexually. she was going to she was going to have a Muslim baby and yeah. the queen just decided that she was going to get you know or, she was getting a little too big for her britches uh, or she knew about the reptilians. I doubt she knew about the reptilians. I would be much more apt to believe that she knew about Prince. Yeah, anything is possible.
1: Anything is possible. And you got yeah. you, you keep forgetting, man. You just keep forgetting that. Uh,
2: reptile wins.
1: Reptile always wins. I suppose seems like it. So the family had to escape their home with their bedsheets over their heads, like their Michael Jackson and his kid blanket
2: blanket. No, you're being ignorant. Stop being <laughs> ignorant <laughs> today.
1: Bell is in a pro- in productive custody at a secret address. Wow. She's still alive too. Both she and her daughter remain anonymous and are protected under a court order.
2: Her mm-hmm. daughter, do- she, who knows? Maybe she's a good mother. Um, it's called the Mary bell order. <laughs> is it actually i'm serious yeah they had to like they put a law on the books for her to be wow. protected from the paparazzi it's kind of crazy and like you know she i don't I'm no, i don't
1: know i don't know where man i don't know where i'm not gonna try to interview her but uh if i could uh strange podcast uh gmail.com uh, let me know very if you no, want to get a hold of us yeah after we've made uh very uh tasteless jokes about you um but who knows she could have been a good mother obviously her daughter does care about her and she found out some fucked up shit about her mom but they're still together or they still at least keep track of each other um even if her daughter might be a little older now her daughter would probably be
2: well if she had her when she was 1984 then she would be almost 40
1: yeah so yes and so mary bell is an old old hag now and uh sit at home lonely and think about her decisions. It's just crazy. that man. there's people that you killed two little boys when you were a little girl. And then now you're still alive and you're just old. And it's just like, do those things? just con- I would feel like that those memories would constantly haunt you for the rest of your life.
2: One would assume yeah. one would assume that they would haunt her, but I, I would hope that she would also have had, if she is to be released in society, I would hope yeah. that she would have the appropriate psychological training to know how to, yeah, Not compartmentalize like it, but kind of forgive yourself almost for it while understanding that it's still like the worst thing that a person can do yeah
1: so idea what it is when you're that young man i don't know what the fuck i was doing at 11 or 12 i haven't no one, like, no one knows no one knows what, don't, you, doing you don't know what the fuck is going on in life you just you're just trying to live it man and you're just trying to take in all this information that's around you and if your information is your mother prostituting herself and selling you to fucking johns and pimps and and stuff it's just that's not good that's your no. brain gets warped very quickly so some feel she didn't deserve the protection uh, June Richardson, the mother of Martin Brown, told the media it's kind of about her. She, she has to feel protected as the victims were not given the same rights as the killers. So very sad. So, yeah, nonetheless, that, is
2: the ar- that is the argument.
1: Nevertheless, Mary Bell remains protected by the British government to this day. And court rulings protecting the identities of certain convicts are unofficially referred to, as you said, the Mary Bell Orders. So not even just her, other criminals that have been released that uh, essentially are protected by the British government, they call it the Mary Bell Order Mm -hmm. because of her.
2: Because she was the first
1: very fucked up case i hope you guys enjoyed yourself on this true crime experience with tom cat and anton Um, yes tom so one one quick question
2: (laughs) and this is this is my my off color joke you think that they uh they protect her because whenever they have you know one of the kids that is there for prince andrew or for queen elizabeth to eat you know maybe one gets out and they call mary bell and they're like we have a job for you (laughs) and she hits a button and she goes to her jason statham room and like (laughs) i could see that like
1: uh yeah it's a fuck joke but i i really dig it that she's like almost like um yeah she's like jason Bourne like some w double seven fucking child killer and but she, um,
2: yeah she's a cleaner child killer that she has to go like go round him up and bring him back because the buffet is not over
1: she's like the reverse dexter or something like yeah <laughs> that's
2: fuck. Like she's like a super evil dexter
1: yeah um she's like um liam nielsen and fucking taken but it's just like oh my God. i have a special set of skills and it's to kidnap and kill children,
2: <laughs> oh my God. And you just see her like in an ice cream truck the next scene
1: <laughs> no, i that's uh, I could see her like almost like um a man cheering candidate where as soon as the queen, it's like one has escaped. she like fucking she shoots off in her fucking rocket, fucking jetpack vest and just like goes and looks for this child children. she has like fucking uh, night vision goggles on. She's all about it. She just the carries a pair a of scissors, button. these crazy elaborate pair of scissors with her.
2: <laughs> oh, That's the bad. queen pushes a button and her eyes just roll back in her head. Is like, I'm going to get the paper. <laughs> yeah
1: this is a truly fucked up case and we tried to uh we always try to make light of things even if they're extremely fucking dark it's the same we talked about um chris watts uh the, the guy that killed his whole family um we got a lot of downloads on that people even wanted a part two and i was like i think we've covered it like it's yeah, i think it's dead in the dirt now uh but that case was also very sad and but th- we're gonna get into some sad cases on strange brew that you know it's easy to talk about someone like Ted Bundy or Jeffrey Dahmer, um, mm-hmm. covered, like Ed Gein. It's, it's been overplayed so many times that it's like, you kind of, uh, you, you don't really bat an eye to, you know, these serial killers, you, you feel bad for the victims, but these guys are so almost interesting that it kind of takes away from the sadness. If you yeah. know what I mean? It's just like, it's just like these pe- people are so, um, fascinated by serial killers. Mm hmm. This will set up for a lot of big cases coming up in the future. Um, I don't know why we chose to go for a, a little girl this time, but it was a fucked up case that I had ready to go for a while. And I remember researching this and saying, yeah, this will be a very fucked up case. We're going to get into it before we start getting into some, some heavy hitters and some, um, some big boys, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So uh work we joining people. us yeah, as always. Yeah, thank you for listening. Um don't take offense to anything. We're just joking. Everybody love everybody. Uh but yes. where can they find you, Antonio Banderas?
2: Oh, you know, just uh, HP Shovecraft on Instagram, invader daggett underscore T T V on Twitch. Uh, you can pretty much search HB Shovecraft through most social media, and you'll find me.
1: Hey, he's on TikTok. He's got a little TikTok going. I uh, do. Oh yeah, I always yeah, forget I have TikTok. Know. And Clapper, which I, I barely use. I just post random clips to Clapper because it gets some Same. some views. Um, But yeah, Um, Very like get some merch. We're gonna we have three merch sites up now, but we're gonna build up uh, the Teespring one uh, because mm-hmm. it might be better for some specialty listeners in the states and maybe overseas for a little cheaper. Of shipping the shipping's a
2: little better it's a yeah. little better and still it's forget, still, yeah we have uh we have some videos up on Patreon as well including that first christmas special that came out
1: yes we have so some get your uh, asses over there. yeah, get on Patreon that helps us that supports us and by keeping the world strange. And we're gonna have a lot of fun stuff in the coming new year for Patreon. We mean it, we promise. Um and a promise is always kept at Strange Brew. Uh but you can uh you know, support us. Follow me at the Reptilian, uh follow there's Instagram at Strange Brew Podcast. Follow us on all social medias. We have the host heads page on Facebook. Um, but I'm slowly getting slowly getting sick of Facebook and the
2: metaverse and it's only taken, you know, yeah. enough time.
1: Juan's inside on of there. I, yeah, I know. I only use it to promote. That's pretty much and to uh and to go on rants about um vaccinations, but that's a bit.
2: So <laughs> you use all social media Yeah, it's for. true. It's true.
1: Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, this stay strange out mad. there and we, we love you all. Everybody bye. love everybody. Keep watching people. the sky. What,
2: what is that from? Is it's from everything. <laughs> of crazy, which is operating behind the scenes. No one sees
0: it, anyone mentions it, you're mad, they don't exist. I have an obsessive mind, only my thoughts question time Believe I'm not like the rest of my kind I don't fear cops, I've been arrested for crime I've shed teardrops, no exit to find You're all insects caught in the web of lies Women in a thin dress, know their interest is brought by You're sent to guys, we're animals, and invention, why? You think sexual tension is a high for us Why we trust a bunch of lying fucks that won't die for us? But we die for them Eaten alive by the Leviathan Rise up like Eastern tribes beaten by the bad guys again I don't believe all done Time again No way left to go No one that you know Hold on, I'll be back for you This world leaves you Black and blue I close my eyes and imagine you What a suicide note to get back at you Why can't you lose the attitude I'm not mad at you I look from a point of view that's different I could destroy you with rap rhythm Fuck the boys in blue, crack slinging All about emotion and want, that's women Womanizer, hold my cock, laughing as I trash women Girls cooling, looking tighter as I stroll the block Following the fashion image I have all knowing, no facts or vision. From God, you ask forgiveness for all your bad decisions Maybe you won't go to hell if you change and act different I'm pretty mad, this isn't the place I thought I'd choose to come A monster running from, who will become? Like my father, want nothing to do with my mom Fights at home, you wonder why i like to be alone You're not smart enough to see what I know Sell your soul and fucking die slow No I to go you know. Hold on, I'll be back for you This world leaves you black and blue I close my eyes and imagine you What a suicide note to get back at you Why can't you lose the attitude? I'm not mad at you Well, there's Freemasons that believe in Satan There's children taking the underground bases in an Look around at what we're facing As a human race, you don't know what I do to escape illusion as fake as virtual reality what you think the purpose working for a salary i'm researching the work of alistair crowley fascinated by how these composition of power should run the prison hour World's a huge joke And they mislead us through hope They fear our children To the demons down below Do some research Now you know The world's infested with evil And they relying on the intelligence of the people So we stay asleep But this grave is deep There's no God saving me No I left to go No one that you know There's money that doesn't exist and charges interest on it. But who's crazier than them?
2: We stand for it! And the world isn't crazy.
0: Tomcat.